0: Coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado, this is the DCF Podcast with Joshua Hammerling and Josh Barton. Welcome to another edition of the DCF Podcast. I am your host, Josh Hammerling, and in studio today we had Jeffrey Patch Adams, the trainer and former Green Beret who works over at DCF Guns. Sometimes when he starts a conversation, he just starts it whether the show's ready or not, and that's where we are.
1: So I started taking this, um, now this stuff called Zen. It's uh, nicotine, chewing tobacco replacement stuff, right? Yeah. And because uh, I've dipped for 30 years. Really? Yeah, I've got, I mean, just so many memories with it. Jumping out of airplanes, as soon as your chute opens up, spit on the drop zone, middle of a firefight, you name it, it's, you know. Um, throwing a pinch. Um,
0: Experiment. So is it
1: working? Well, this is the funny thing. So I decided my niece was in town yeah. from Germany, and she wanted to go up Pike's Peak. Yeah. So on the way up there, I stop at a gas station. I decide, all right, well, let me grab myself a can of chew. and Yeah. They have this stuff in there, and I decided, let me try it out. So I said, what, what flavors are there? Right, what, what, you what do you got? What is it? Can you know I have what the green is? one? And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll get two different kinds, and then there's two different strength levels. And I said, well, give me the stronger stuff <laughs> right. you got, obviously. Right. You know what I mean? I've been this. doing yeah, this right 30 away. years. I, think, I know. Right? <laughs> right. And be so, nothing. so they give me this uh, stuff, I guess it's the 6-milligram stuff of nicotine. There's zero tobacco in it.
0: Yeah, just the nicotine So there's, no,
1: there's candy. There's no spittoon. There's no spittoon yeah. requirement or anything, right? Is your breath fresher? Yeah. Hell yeah. I Maybe mean, you could go to sleep with this. You <laughs> know what I mean? It's weird. <laughs> right. So, anyways, um, I throw in three pouches, you know, start heading up Pikes Peak, getting some good vertical elevation gain. <laughs> and, you know, in my mind, any guy that is driving up Pikes Peak, um, you have to, inside your head, visualize you're doing the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb. Of course. So... While I might be stuck behind slower traffic, I'm giving myself sound effects. Yeah, no, I figured you were I'm like, there. Going around the corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Down shit. <laughs> so I get like I don't know a quarter of the way up there. I'm like, I need to take these pouches out. <laughs> <laughs> geek man, I started to get a buzz. I was like,
0: I haven't got a buzz since I think high school. <laughs> That's a lot of nicotine. Dear Zin. Oh, was right. like, Ooh. Fantastic product. Yes. My heart pounded out of my chest. <laughs> or, or the opposite. I don't know if I was ready yeah. to take a nap or something. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. So, so Zin. I mean, yeah. we can't really sell products like that, but
1: yeah, no. I like where we're at. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I just... Uh, I it's, take better, one, it's, better, I it's
2: better than ah. that spit bottle you carry around that yeah. you spill every once in a
1: while. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> that spit bottle... Being the key word. Bottle. Yeah. That's... The reason I say bottle being the key word uh-huh. is because usually when you have a, a house full of guys that all spit, um, oh, the no. first rule yes we make, um, yes. and I'm not talking about Fight Club or anything like that, but the first rule you make is everyone's spitter needs to be in a closed cap container, oh. i.e. a bottle. Indeed. Okay, because okay, because people will will always invariably put them on the edge of a a countertop. Mm -hmm. Someone else will Mm -hmm. walk by and knock them over. And if you put them in a coffee cup or something like that, they're going to spill. And so,
2: and that's just nasty. That's nasty, right? If you've been at a party
0: where people randomly pick up bottles, (laughs) like, is that my beer?
2: Oh uh, yeah! Oh yeah! You, and I've it,
0: seen people turn green. Oh yeah! Oh, I'm oh, telling you, yeah. So if
1: you're a dipper, no, <laughs> uh-huh. if you're a dipper though, right? You, the tobacco chunks come and out. You're with like it. drinking Michelob Darks or something like that, or out of dark beer bottles, right? And you, the the game is, you know, it's gonna happen. And the more the table gets full of beer bottles, yeah. you know, that's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna take that first swig
0: of spit. it's gonna happen. So yeah. There's well, that. hi and welcome, all. This is actually the DCF podcast. We were supposed to start this about ten minutes ago, but once Patch starts talking, I just let him keep going. All so, right. welcome. <laughs> this is what we do. If you haven't hey. tuned in, we have a special guest in today. I am Josh Hammerling. I am with my partner, as always, Josh Barton. And today we brought in the one, the only Patch. Patch, what? Patch, tell, what are you? Who are you? What do you do? Um, I'm a unicorn. Yeah, um, I noticed that when you walked in.
2: Yeah, rainbows fly out of his ass. Yeah, Smelled like skittles when he farted. I did, <laughs> <laughs> I did. It's kind of great. It was awesome. Yeah.
1: it's it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, what, what, what,
0: yeah. <laughs> Give me a little bit. Have <laughs> so, you done this before? Just, what's Are that? you new? No. So no, no well,
1: I've actually never. I've never. Uh, you know, I'm kind of fascinated by this microphone setup. And it's really an easy cool. job. And, I you mean, you they get paid to it. actually
0: just talk to you, yeah. right? We so just who, kind of hang out. What do you do, man? What I got i I know you've got a cool job you've got one of the you've done some of the coolest things that people could possibly want to do <clears throat> tell us a little more about that where you work right now some of your background where'd you get started let's start there where'd you get started what got you into the idea that you wanted to be a oh man uh jack of all trades yeah um so
1: we'll say what got me interested in the military. There you go. There you go. That's where the story starts, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. How old were you when you How was, old were
0: you when you signed up? I was seventeen. Seventeen,
2: yeah. right out of high school,
1: and it was yeah, it was, ju- was
2: juvie or the military, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It that, was, was. that was really
1: my option. Well, Seven Eleven was hiring, so that was also an <laughs> you option. made the wise choice. So yeah, I was like, you know, 7-Eleven. I was looking at my contract deals. My yeah. agent said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was weighing <laughs> so, my options. Yeah, right. the, my agent said, you know what. Um, I was talking to Jerry Maguire, and he's like, you know, I think uh, the Army's your best uh, bet. (laughs) bet So I was like, show me the money, Jerry.
0: (laughs) 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 And away it went. Yeah, and away it went. You know,
1: So from there on, uh, I joined, uh, uh, I took, you know, like most guys uh, joining the military without any print on guys, terrible advice.
0: Really? Yeah, I joined uh, artillery, and it was... You were artillery to start, huh? That yeah. Was where... Now, was, did you decide was that, terrible. or was it kind of chosen for you? Because I, I've never served. I don't know how. Well, I saw this. Everything shakes out. I saw so. this
1: really good like recruiting yeah. video. Yeah. Right. That's what got Oh it. Combat arms, and it was the you know the king of battle. It was one Gross. of those yeah. right. Yeah. And then when I got through training, it was I was surrounded by a bunch of idiots who were they're all deaf and you know they had lower back pain and all this stuff and so. Um, really motivates you when they scream at you, Welcome to training. Yeah. So <laughs> so I had you know, I was thinking there's gotta be something better for right. me out there, and that's for when uh, the special forces recruiters had come through. Wow, so that's our graduate. Yeah. I was I was uh I was doing some training and it, yeah. there was uh, there was some Green Berets that had come through and I was like those guys got it together and what that was those branches got the, got the ar- army
0: so just I'm, I'm like I said I'm real ignorant of everything in the world so yeah so
1: um, the special operations community uh, is like an umbrella and one branch of that is army Wow special forces green berets holy smoke so the green Berets, they have a, t- a tab that actually says special forces within special operations you've also got Navy seals Force Recon, you've got Air Force Combat Controllers, Um, Army Rangers from Ranger Battalion. There's lots of layers
0: of special forces is what you're telling
1: me. No. No? No. There's only one. Okay. And that is Green Berets. Got
0: it. (laughs) The others are all special operations. Really? Okay. And then that means that you are the people that go out and boots on the ground is the best way to describe it? Yeah, I've never done. Yeah, I don't know. So I, it, I mean, it's cool. Naming conventions aside,
1: blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, before nine eleven, you know, it was a big deal. Um, there was always, uh, you know, your branch of service, your team, like uh, your football team. Got my it. team. Okay. Is, my team is better than yours. There's but, that camaraderie, sure. Yeah, but since nine eleven, the uh, you know the card deck's been so stacked, and everybody's been so busy. You know, all you can really do is appreciate the efforts and you know uh, mission sets that you know all your brothers have gone out there and all the efforts that they've gone through. So for me, um, I went active in '91. Yeah, and where did it all take you? I mean, I'm sure you've seen the world. Yeah. So I met Aladdin, and (laughs) uh, uh, you know, did this podcast and came up with a theme song with something like a. I will show you the world, shining, shimmering, shimmering splendor.
0: I'm in the wrong
2: room. <laughs> I can only hum
1: it from you here. You got that? You got that? It, we just uh, rocked right. it. It was great. It was. And so I saw rainbows. There was chai. There was right. all sorts of this and sugar. But so. uh, we, uh, yeah, we spent a lot of time. Obviously, uh, America spent a lot of time in the Middle East. Yeah. So I was there. A lot from uh, September 11th through uh, 2012 active duty, retired 2012, and then I did what most of us uh, in that special operations community do, Mm -hmm. is I took the devil's money and I did defense contracting work for several years after that. So my last, I guess my last stamp on my passport was in 2015. Damn. So, Damn. so they've trained you well. Yeah. You know what you're talking about. I know a thing or two. Yeah? You know, I know how to use the correct font. Do you? I don't. And how to right? you know, get a mission approved on PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a skill that we must all have. It's important. It's really important. Are all missions you know. on PowerPoint? What's that? Because, man, I'm, I'm a master at PowerPoint. I'm telling you what, you'd be surprised how many how many missions have been turned down because powerpoint wasn't right but also how many complex missions have been actually planned on a dry erase board dry erase board yeah yeah so for me i'm a dry erase board guy i prefer those sure and one thing i've learned is is the more guys you get involved in the planning process it becomes our plan not one guy's plan and more cooperation
0: than anything yeah team man yeah more buy-in, more ownership. So you obviously transitioned once you got into civilian life, and you decided to be a trainer. I mean, what what did you do when you get out? Oh, um, right away. I mean, everybody <laughs> has a, a time when they leave, and yeah. So um, when I got out, I became a,
1: a social grenade. Um, so that was in large part because mm. my my identity. I realized a couple years later was was wrapped up in being a green beret sure that's so live it drink it breathe it when i can when i joined the the military i was a teenager wow and i was i didn't know who i was as a human or you know i didn't know if even if i had what it took to be a man at that age so when i got out i identified as a green beret mm. and when i was retired well you don't have any authority anymore You know, you go from, you know, being in the Middle East or something like that. And when you snap your fingers, um, and the world does exactly what you want it to over there, over here, it's the exact opposite. Sure. And so, um, you want to get upset at people or you feel frustrated because people can't appreciate your sacrifices and all the efforts. Yeah. And just some of the training and the hardships you've gone through and sacrifices you've made. And then it's even more frustrating because when you think about it, you can't expect them to. No. Wow. Wow. And then, so here you are. You're with this identity that is absolutely good for nothing. And then if you get in trouble with the law or anything like that, well, then all that training is just used against you. So, all
0: this life you've lived as a civilian, boom, social grenade it is used one, against you. That is one of the most insightful ways I've ever heard that described. Hmm. You. So, you got to get past that. You got to get past that.
1: You got to get past yourself. You got to get through it. Wow,
0: that, that, that just became like a deep podcast, man. Boom. Bam. <laughs> <I> just drop <laughs> this. Mike dropping it. i drop all this on you. Rubbing all on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the long-range shoot all over again. Right. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, the big thing uh,
2: um, that really drew me in, and this is about, you know, with time that I met Patch, is right kind of where he's at in this process of, uh, of growing up, right? Because we all have growing up to do. Yeah. We still have a lot to do, some of us more than others. but well, I uh, have a lot to do. you know, one, one of the things that really turned me on to him, and I, and I mean that in a very deep way, sure. um, was the fact that, you know, he recognizes... You know that life is a process and but being positive and coming back out of it every time and getting to know him when he stopped by and just wants to be involved and that's kind of how we first met uh, was exciting because one of the things he brings to the table doesn't matter whether the rain's pouring down on him or if you know he -hmm. has rain actually in in the forms of dollars pouring down on him didn't matter whether 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 he was getting chucked with pennies in the forehead or whether he was getting hundred dollar bills thrown at him he had this attitude that just made him attractive yeah. Right. Some somebody that you just want to be around. You're like, I like this guy. He's real. Oh yeah. I
0: remember the first time I met him. I walked into the store, and it took him about five minutes before he's like, "Well, that's brand new gun." <laughs> and then that was it. But you know, he walked. I've been into some gun stores where you get the stink eye. You know, you you may not have enough money to shop here, or we don't want you here because you're not one of our crew. Uh huh. Patchwalk. I mean, you don't have like, the secret I, handshake. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. And then Patch mm-hmm. just walked right up to me. How you doing? <laughs> he's eating something. Look for a gun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, and then that was that. So, yeah, one
1: of that's the good. things one of the things um, I really enjoyed toward the toward the the end of uh, that career and working into this one. Yeah. And, and I guess part of the therapy for me and working as the trainer for DCF is um, when you're in group, you know, the guys the 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 students or the the guys that I'm training um, you know they're uh, predominantly type-A guys most of which are all bigger than me younger than me stronger than me and so it was one of these things where I had to really prove my prove my right to to be there and to be their instructor in a lot really? of cases and, yeah right to lead them we had this you know rule if, uh, if what I put out didn't pass your common sense test didn't pass your sound logic and reason, you threw it away. Hmm. So you really had to, you know, you really had to have your ducks in a row when you were stepping in front of this crowd. Sure. But now, having had that foundation, getting getting to step in front of some of the people that come into the shop and some of the classes that we teach, Sure. Um, I really enjoy it, especially some of the, the tougher uh, customers that we get in, right? What you see you some mean the, tougher. What do you mean? Like you they're see giving you the hard guys, time, or yeah. they're thinking about bad Yeah, asses? They, get, they come in. You know, they're tactical guys. They're kind of big. You know, they're do they have they, beards and wannabe tattoos? Yeah, they got they got their beards on. You know, they got their spec ops starter kits and stuff like that. And you know, they got their shades on inside. And you know, <laughs> I've seen them. Yeah, At the store. So yeah. they come in and uh, you go to direct them in conversation, and they kind of talk to you out of the corner of their eyes. Like, they're pulling security while they're talking to you, right? <laughs> and so <laughs> those are the guys I really enjoy talking to. Yeah? Yeah, those are the guys I'm used to talking to. And so in doing that, right, I can well, knock down those barriers real quick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not in any way, shape, or form um, um, trying to minimize them or make fun of them. No, not at all. No. I know that's them. That's where they are. da 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 Okay, I'm going to respect that. I know that character, though. And so... Uh, Um, I'm going to speak to that, and I'm going to put a gun in their hand, and I'm going to get them training, and I'm going to get them pumped up about it. And when I'm done with them, they're going to think they just got done watching the Bruce Lee movie, and they're going to go out in the parking lot and start kicking everything. You're an incredible Because I'm going to get them pumped up.
0: That's amazing. They're going to be so jacked up. No wonder he sells so many.
2: It's why we have all the cameras outside, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get, I'll tell you
1: what. <laughs> you get done with one, one of my training sessions. Yeah. I swear you think he just took two scoops of pre workout, man. I accept. He's like, woo! I accept. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Give that to me. Must be more. We're going to do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's on. So we, I highly encourage everyone to take your classes. Oh, right on. And if you were listening, take one of his classes. I've had the long range shoot, had one of the greatest times of my life. One of the greatest, well, the. Like, let's put it like top 10, but let's not call Ooh. greatest. My wife would be number one. Yeah. If she ever listens, I have to say that because I know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> and it was a good wedding. It was. It was really nice. It was a lot of booze. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow's my 27th anniversary, man. Holy crap, really? 27 years? Yeah. congratulations. I got
1: the best best end of that
0: deal. Absolutely. sure. And your children are beautiful. Thank God they look like their mother. I know, right? Oof. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, they really do. And your kid, man, he was a heck of a shot. Yeah, I didn't know.
2: You know know what I want to know is I want to know where he wakes up every morning and gets his energy from. Because when he comes in to teach a class... It's like he just—I mean, I—you know—excuse me here for All being right. a little blunt, but it's like he did a line of coke right before he shows up. Whoa! Let's do this. And he's just ready to go. And he—and <laughs> and man, it just—it's like the the pheromones just kind of spread throughout the room. And it doesn't matter what you're teaching. I mean, I—I I, I bet you he'd be an awesome yoga teacher. <laughs> okay. Because because that class would be full by the Who time. What's tactical <laughs> yoga? <laughs> <laughs> it just—you know—it's just—it's it's, so—it's. Uh, it's intense, but it's fun, and, that, that, and that's the thing that I notice the most. Well, fellas, right
0: if anybody wants to take one of your classes, uh-huh. how do they get a hold of you? Ooh, they're going to have
2: to hop on the
1: dark web for that one.
0: No, let's not onion. No. <laughs> <laughs> how do they really get a hold of you? <laughs> wait, patch are we looking for here? Wait, what class are we talking <laughs> about? Yeah, there's, there's, so anyway. we, got,
1: um, we got a few options. The easiest way is to hop online and go check us out at dcfguns.com. Yeah. They can look at our training and decide what type of training they're interested in. Yeah. If they have questions about training, yeah, um, they can call us up at our storefront at 720-515-2006. And there'll they'll be an automated line, get, give them a select list of options, select option five for training, and they'll get me. Wow.
0: What's your favorite class to teach? My favorite color is blue. I is like it? Long walks like on the beach? Yeah, you like you know, palm trees. No, I actually, like teddy bears. So I was smell say, like unicorn farts.
1: So we're uh, we're a fairly fairly competitive bunch of guys, and we like to uh, encourage training and competition, just because. America, why not? Because America. That's America. Why. And America. so, having said that, um, where we. Uh, I guess put our DTF stamp on our training is on our practical courses. So cool. we've got the practical yeah. pistol and we've got the practical carbine. And where uh we're separated from everyone else is that definition of practical because when I came in we had basic and intermediate and advanced courses and I see that in the other ranges. And I kept getting the question from people coming in do I have what it takes to be intermediate? Do I have what it takes to take the advanced mm-hmm, course? Mm-hmm. Should I take the basic first? And so, um, rather than rather than trying to track people their progress through our course system, what we did was used um, a process we have in SF. We we call it a shooter solution, mm-hmm. and that's allowing the person to dictate their progress. Through that program so i have not run in all our practical mm. programs i've not run one program the same way well, so the student dictates the rate of speed so we'll start out with basics we move into intermediate drill work and then we press into advanced drill work these guys a lot of them have never been on a pro timer before they've never understood how fast they can actually shoot and then wow. to see the light go off when they say, when they understand that they can actually shoot that fast, as fast as they can, and maintain accuracy at the same time. That's some stuff. It's like man. drop the mic, mind blown moment for them. Yeah. And they're getting that in a practical course. So the practical for us is the complete holistic application of that you know, platform, whether it's a carbine or a pistol. And when they come into us, we want them to use the pistol that they're going to go outside and protect themselves and their families with Fantastic. Dude, that's awesome.
0: I'm really excited about these courses. Oh, they're bad. I love them. If you're listening now, sign up.
2: That's right. right. You know, something else, too, that uh, I know he didn't bring up is not just uh, the fact of, you know, some of his background and some of the things that he's done down at uh, 10th Group with regards to, uh, you know, things outside of firearms. And, uh, you know, that could be uh, combatives or more importantly, something that we do that's very unique is uh, uh patch was 18 Delta and it puts us in a very unique situation cause we not only have somebody that is very knowledgeable in the firearms world, you know, shooting long range, mm-hmm. shooting a mm-hmm. uh, uh, pistol, shooting rifle, um, you know, self-defense, but now you got a guy that, you know, when you have issues or incidents or things that come up in an emergency, even somebody who may, might not necessarily be pro-gun. And they want to just know what happens hey if i'm up hiking and i have an accident right this is the same guy which is kind of cool because now you got somebody that can come in and actually teach something outside of the box for just general care of your family and right. uh, your friends especially if you camp and other things so
0: mm-hmm. i'd take your first aid stuff that's the one i want next yeah that's nice yeah that's on my list our first aid our medical uh
1: our medical course there's nothing out there like it you know i've attended the stop the bleed courses and Absolutely. I know um, a lot of
0: fans are a lot of folks are big fans of them. So
1: the uh, the stop the bleed courses that are done by yeah. DCF um, just to give you kind of a, you know, uh, uh, a trailer yeah. going into these. Uh, we start with classroom training, give you a little anatomy and physiology on dressing application, um, how to conduct a primary survey using mannequins and training aids. Then we roll into a uh, video simulator scenario that are interactive. Wow. Same video simulator that our law enforcement uses. Uh, it's called the TI simulator. It's TI simulator. And uh, has ha- DCF has it all. Yeah. Oh my. So we tie that in with actual hands-on stuff, right? And then day two, we do a morning session where we go. we actually go out on the range. Really? We do live fire shooting scenarios. Where you're going to practice reacting to contact, shooting an array of targets, applying a tourniquet, pulling, wow. your, pulling your, uh, your loved one or your patrol partner or someone to safety, mm-hmm. um, going through the, the process of applying that tourniquet, making sure that you've stopped that bleed, um, and you're getting all of the sensory overload sure. and feedback Visual, audio, um, kit aesthetic—you know the recoil and the guns, everything um, hands-on right there—that you don't get in a simple mom-and-pop stop-the-bleed class. Like this is the the format that we're doing here is the same format that we followed in the special operations combat medical. Um, well, of course. Yeah. In the final FTX that we follow, and realism—you
0: know—realistic training provides realistic results. Absolutely, is my thought process on that. So. And I'm a big folk, big fan of telling folks to go out and getting all the medical training they can possibly get, because when time, <laughs> when time, when it's time to actually use it, mm-hmm. it's worth knowing. Mm-hmm. It's worth yeah. knowing. You know, it's so funny too, because I'm a gun guy and I'm a med guy, and you know,
1: I definitely see the application of both, and I just. I laugh because, you know, if I tell you, hey, here's a med kit, yeah. This med kit, you know, will save your save your life. Um and the guy'll scoff and he'll he'll be up in arms at a hundred and fifty dollar med kit. Yeah. And then I'll show him a two hundred dollar geasley trigger, right? Yeah. And he'll throw out his cash and hands like he's making it rain in the titty bar or something, you know. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, let's, let's make it rain. Give me two of these things." You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And I'm, you know, I'm just like, you know, uh, at some point, at some point, um, you're going to have to think more holistically, yeah, as a fighter. And so, in doing that, mm-hmm. um, you want to check all those blocks. You want to mm-hmm. make sure that you're not a one-trick pony. So, and getting into this training piece too, man, Um, the reason I I really, I guess, the reason I really like doing it now is just, they say, they did a thing a while back, and uh, they, who's they, um, Men's Journal Magazine did a story a while back, I really liked it, on early retirement and the failure of early retirement, because people didn't realize how much money it costs to entertain yourself, (laughs) right? Yeah, right. So now they're saying people are going to what's called partial retirement. And to do so, they recommend making two lists, one of everything you liked about your career and one of everything you didn't like about your career, and retiring from the things you didn't. So I didn't like being shot at, I didn't like being blown up, or I didn't like being deployed away from my family, so let's just go and retire from that. but i really like shooting i really like teaching i really like hanging out with the guys Uh you know that teamwork kind of uh brotherhood you get and so i do that and so it's all it's all fun for me right and you know that's partly you know part of the reason why i have that smile on my face when i am coming to work every day i get to see the guys i get to do what i really enjoy doing and it's fun you know it's
0: my passion so I, I like s- it a lot. There's some people who search their whole lives trying to find that. That's right. Congratulations. And some of us like you. Yeah. You find it behind a microphone. That's right. Because I am like a golden god behind this thing. That's terrible. That is a little Dude. sacrilegious. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bleep that one out. <laughs>
1: but no, I mean, another thing I n- another thing I right, I do too is uh and I got to I got to bring this up because it's near and dear to my heart too. Because I'm also the uh, the Colorado Outreach Mentor for the PTSD Foundation.
0: Good, because that's what I was going to ask you next. That's right. We dude. were getting near the end of this, and
1: so tell us about that. So, um, you know, with all the things going on in the world today, especially with the, these recent this way, you know, man. mass shootings mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, and all the scares, um, red flag laws, and this, that, and the other that are going on out there. Um, I take care of the guys that have the combat vets that have ptsd and realistically and statistically speaking the only people that they're in danger of hurting is themselves sure you look at the suicide rates Uh um the suicide rates have surpassed the combat death rates Uh and so these guys are not uh, they're not a a threat to anyone Uh, i'm just trying to to stop that suicide rate and you know my son my oldest son he's uh following my footsteps he's on his second tour he's uh he's going to uh special forces selection here at the end of the month and uh um and he's already got one afghan rotation under his belt so wow for me you know i i know we got a lot of resources out there that they're great, and I believe in them. They're great, benevolent um, programs to take care of guys and their families in the short in the short term, mm-hmm. short term. But this, uh, this PTSD Foundation, this is a, you know, beginning to end nuts to butt holistic program that really takes care of guys um, from taking a guy from underneath a bridge wow. who's got nothing but the clothes on his back, and a big bag full of VA medication, uh, and we take him down to, to this camp in uh, Camp Hope outside of Houston, Texas. And we take him down there, and you know we re, re uh, you know re teach him discipline, sure. restart his life, um, get him um, every single asset and tool he needs to get started. Back into the civilian life, yeah, and like, we, we, you know, we safeguard him from all those triggers sure. that put him there in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be friends. Oftentimes, a lot of times, it's family. Sure, um, other previous employers, anything like that. Um, we get him out of that environment. You know, any type of caustic or acidic, poisonous environment that sure. th- that guy was in, we get him out of there. And then when he's done with our program, we don't just um, throw him out on the street again. We make sure that, A, he's got a job, but then we hold on to him until he gets his first paycheck so that he can get his apartment. Sure. Now that he's got an apartment and his job, then we get a donor vehicle for him. Wow. And that donor vehicle, before it goes to him, is going to go to one of our donor service stations, and they're going to do a complete service on the vehicle. And I don't mean just... You know, putting new washer fluid in this thing. I mean, right. they're putting new brake pads on it, new right. shocks on it. And they're really giving it their stamp of, you know, this vehicle is gonna, you know, sure. pass a five ten thousand mile warranty or whatever. So this guy's leaving there. Um, we're giving the guy, you know, the suits and the training and stuff he needs right. to pass interviews. Giving them all the tools they need, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so really nice. You, so it's important that we're giving a guy a hand up, not a handout. Mm-hmm. And right.
0: How do they? How do how do people and
1: help then, that organization? And then, organization to and help then you? we're following out. So um, the organization is the PTSD Foundation of America. The website is PTSDUSA.org. Well, it's just it. that you know, there's not a whole lot of wickets to it. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of other uh, organizations <laughs> out there, but you know, PTSDUSA.org
0: right. is pretty. Pretty uh, blunt. Absolutely. All of our brothers and sisters out there need all the help that we give them. We ask them to do hard things, and when they come back, we have a tendency to forget about them. So now is the time to not forget about them. So that's right. Thanks for what you do to help folks out. Thanks for what you've done to, for you us know, as we're,
2: well. We'll have to get into it uh, on another yeah. podcast because I know we're going short on time. But uh, you know, one of the things that Patch brought to the table with this program that he is so graciously volunteering for is uh, ways that uh, DCF can help him get involved as well. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, one of the things that Patch's experience has, has carried forward is with regards to the, uh, um, his experience with active shooter assessments and threat assessments and things like that. Um, and so, you know, the, one of the programs that we're getting launched right now has to do with just that. And with a lot of these things going on right now, what can businesses do? What can mm-hmm. individuals do? Um, you know, what can church organizations do, schools do? And Pat just so graciously allowed us to partner with him on that and in the process help raise funds for this program. Wow! And so there'll be more to come on that, but it's a pretty big deal. And it's something that uh, we're pretty excited to be part of. So,
1: Yeah. So DCF has agreed to uh, partner and they've done this several times uh, with the PTSD foundation mm-hmm. of America, you know, they've raffled off firearms. Um, they've partnered uh, with the PTSD foundation to, to raise funds for them and awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know i'm just incredibly thankful to dcf for that um it's awesome and then also partnering with them to do this active shooter training that we do and one of the things for us is tying veterans in Uh and allowing them to give a hand back to the community Mm -hmm. and help out with training and scenarios uh they're going to help you know our places of worship Our schools, teachers. Absolutely. Um, And these are all things that are near and dear to our hearts.
0: Right. We do it because we love people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. Well, this is Patch. That's the whole enchilada. What's up, folks? (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'd like to to thank everyone who helped make this possible, starting with my partner sitting to my left, Josh Barton. Josh, thank you so much for coming out today.
2: Yes, thank you, Josh.
0: Can Can I I put my clothes back on? Not yet. And i also like to thank Patch for coming out and telling us all the fantastic things you do and actually giving us a real insight into you. So thank you for that. It was a great, great story, man. It was good.
1: Right on, guys. Appreciate, I'd also like to thank you
0: having me. Pin stud- Business Studios for letting us use their studios. Listen in next time. We'll have even more coming from the DCF Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hamerling, and we'll see you here next time on DCF. This has been a presentation of DCF. For more information on DCF, head over to the website at dcfguns.com That's dcfguns.com Or call them at 720-515-2006 That's 720 720- 515 Five one five two zero zero six.